Hey, I'm Megan. And I'm Sharon. And welcome to The Breakup Dress. Each week, we will be delving into the fashion world, tackling the issues around fast fashion, education about sustainable fashion, and we want you to get involved as we share memories from our wardrobes. So you're going to get off your phone anytime today? <laughs> it's on. Yeah, it is on. Because we were meant to record like half an hour ago and you're still yeah. on your phone. Right. Let's go. <laughs> Professionalism or what? I've been sitting here for the last 20 minutes. I set up and you have been on your phone. Actually, I had a technical <laughs> issue relating to my business. Okay, so sorry that I was trying to fix that. Okay, it wasn't for, you know, what you call pleasurable purposes. <laughs> Oh, well, anyways, we're, we're together, we should say. We're yes, in the same room. Yes. We're in Dublin. I came up for the weekend and we're recording our, I think the last time it was our episode one, wasn't it? Yeah, that's the last time we were together. And you know what? I, I hope the sound now is at least consistent because you might have noticed from the last few episodes, Megan has a great, lovely mic. Mine, well, obviously my inexperience with this kind of thing probably shows <laughs> as well because I'm not close enough to the mic where I'm far away, but um, I have a new mic on the way and will definitely be more consistent and at least today will hopefully be at the same pitch <laughs> yeah exactly and less editing for me um so come here what have you been up to since i last saw you or spoke to you just working away i've been so busy since the launch so it's been absolutely brilliant um yeah just kind of working away getting things ready starting to plan for christmas you know yourself christmas is just around the corner absolute I know. madness and then we are going out this evening we're going to the RHA for an exhibition that I haven't really told you what it's about but I think it would be really fun no the way you're, you've been so cagey about it yourself and Jenny were like oh we're not telling you and I was going yeah. okay, I feel like I'm set up on a blind date or something it's a really artsy a really really cool artist that hasn't set up so yeah you'll enjoy it hmm. it's on no don't know no 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 it's in the RHA What's that? Oh, oh. After. oh yeah, okay, yeah, sorry. It's a gallery space, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought it was on yeah. in O'Donoghue's. I was like, that's unusual now to have an artsy thing on O'Donoghue's. I don't give anything away. I love just like inviting people to things and they're like, what is it? I'm like, no, 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 you'll see when you get there. Yeah, as I, whereas I literally give you a full itinerary being like, so this is what time we're going to land and this is the time we're going to walk in the door. <laughs> this time you can have a toilet break. One of us has to be that way, okay? <laughs> one of us has to be like that. <laughs> Oh, well, I've had a really yeah, busy week. Tell me about yours. Yeah, so obviously I handed my notes at work, so I've been had a lot of meetings about prospective jobs. Ooh. So, yeah, a few kind of plans in place. I'm trying to, like, take December, though, quiet, so I'm trying to not take on too much because I kind of want to be a lady of leisure for the month. <laughs> you, quiet, December, no. Well, you're not talking Ooh. about going to... Actually, yeah, we've been talking about going to London. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Good so we might, we might make our way over to London then in mid-December. Yeah, say nothing, yeah. say nothing, say nothing. Mm-hmm. We could do our podcast live in London, actually. Actually, well, if we go, we're only going for literally like a day or two. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. we might just record it in Shandy Airport or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, a rugby match this weekend, Ireland versus Australia. Just want to put out for clarity, this is recorded before kickoff, so obviously we don't know the score. So when you listen to this, we'll know. And I'm hoping Ireland will win, but I, I, by the way, I'm a massive rugby fan. I'm hoping I'm Ireland... Yeah. <laughs> you're learning, you're learning. I'm hoping um, Ireland should win. They're like the literally number one team in the world, but Australia had a loss against Italy for the first time ever, which is like shocking, shocking. So Why are Italy like, not considered as good? Italy wouldn't be on the same calibre now as Australia, um, but it, it was a shock for Australia, so I think... Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see. So I think Australia will be out for blood because they'll want to show that they're that because that was like a huge loss for them. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be mad. Meeting up with some friends over from Australia this weekend. Meeting up with some other friends. And me. 
<laughs> but that'll be I think that would be wasted you were like do you want to go to the match a ticket would be wasted on me because I just wouldn't understand what's going on ah but the crack you see at the rugby matches that's why I love going yeah. because um, no offence to GA but like GA is always usually on Sunday morning so you're obviously okay. either tired or been out the night before and it's just it's always very cold whereas with rugby they're always on the, like Friday or Saturday evenings and like you can go and have a few drinks beforehand and have a few drinks during you're actually allowed to drink at these matches and you just the, the, I think just I love the crack at the rugby matches it's honestly even I say to people who aren't rugby fans if you go to the match you love it like you just you get sucked in Do you know, I remember telling you that time it was so funny my dad had got tickets from a friend I don't know, someone that he worked with to go to a match in Dublin. So he hopped on, this is something dad would do. He hopped on the train to Dublin. He rang me while he was on the train. Like, didn't give me any notice. He's like, Sharon, I'm on the way up to Dublin. We're going to a rugby match. And I was like, I was working that day. And I was like, I don't know if I can go. I don't think I can. Anyway, we met it. The two of us went, well, like some of the best seats oh, in the I whole place. And the two of us there asking each other what was going on. Like, we neither of us had a clue. Like, it was it was. James, gas. take me next time. I'll go with you. I'll show you the crack. Don't mind her. Leave her at home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm trying to think what else. You know, it's just been non-stop. I feel like it's... I always feel like this running these few months have just been manic. And I feel like the Christmas running has already started. Like, it's. I think the, the buy-in and the shopping. Mm. And, like, all I can emphasise is, if you can at all, like, shop shop locally but also just shop right I think like I've said to my mum mum and I've said no presents and I was like please no I was like I don't want I know Pauline you listen to this I was like I don't want stuff for the sake of getting stuff like I'd rather experience it's like we'll go out for dinner we'll go to, to our favourite restaurants let's go for nice hotels to Adair Manor um, and let's you know do those things I prefer those things because at least then you know you're using them and you make use of them I have so much stuff in my hoarded like in my house in Limerick and my house in Galway so I was like I just I want kind of meaningful stuff yeah. but what I was going to say is Something that is in your hand would be a great Christmas present. Oh, yes. My my notebook, yeah, that is 100% recycled. And any uh, the lines and the dots on the inside. So I thought it would be an interesting concept to do a notebook that's half lined and then dots on the other side. So if you're like me and you like to illustrate, that you kind of have that option. Um, and then just the lines and the dots, they're actually made with the rice oil. So there's no mm. harmful inks. It's 100% recyclable. And it has the cool print on the outside. Cool. So, yeah. I'm like, I'm not like, you know, blowing it up. But it is actually, I use it all the time. And it is a great little notebook. So they're available on my website. And not even just with me, obviously. Yeah, amazing. If you want to come shop with me, that's great. But I have so many other friends that are like, you know, jewellery designers and also other fashion designers. And like they create such beautiful things mm. so if you're thinking about shopping like look at Irish designers look at people in the crafts look at people in fashion and different industries because they create such beautiful pieces like you know try to shop locally if you can like people in Ireland we have such talent here yeah like, you know it's it's great to try keep money in the country and keep these small businesses alive yeah because I have like a hand between you now and a few other girls that like make their own things as well and mm. I'm like you know what I'd much rather buy people either custom things or again like you know stuff that is made in Ireland too yeah. I think it's really important especially for like people like yourself who are like a, a one one person show I think yeah. it's so important to like support you guys and just get behind you like as you said there are so many incredible Irish makers out there and they're just so not getting yeah and they're just not getting yeah. the the what you say the, the like the I suppose I always think it's when it comes down to like we always look at social media for stuff but like mm. sometimes there, some people just have really there's really good marketeers out there and some people are really good in social media but might not have like you know the best of products soon I always feel I always like want to support it. you it's, the it's all marketing yeah. and you know what's so funny because I find obviously I don't think I'm very strong at that aspect of the business I need to get better with it but a lot of the times if you see someone that's a really successful company a lot of it is marketing yeah. I'm not saying like the products I'm sure are great or whatever but 
that doesn't mean it's the best product. It's just the kind of little bow they've put around it yeah. and presented it to the public. And, you know, with all the social media. So, you know, there are just different ways. Like if you go into independent shops, like even in Leitrim, there's some as well. And Carrick, yeah. you know, in Dublin. I love them. And they always stock like like little Irish artisans, craftspeople, like jewellers. They make lamps. There's so many things. So, you know, instead of maybe going into your typical high street store exactly yeah maybe go into these places and find these little like pieces and you know what when you go into those places yeah you're actually getting stuff that is made so well and made here and like you know that no one else has and i think that's so amazing in itself to have a piece that like you know not many people have it's not this mass-produced item that fucking mm-hmm. loads of people have you know do you know, actually with that i think because it's getting to that stage of christmas buying presents why don't we do a like a special shout out? So if you are someone who's listening right now and you make something yourself or you you know someone that does, send us a DM on our Instagram page, yes. the breakup dress, and just tell us who you are, what you make and where you we can get your product and let's we'll we'll do like maybe a little Christmas guide on our stories um about the stuff that we can you know, just stuff pe- people we can highlight. So I said if you yourself make stuff or you know like a friend or cousin, anyone at all, please drop us a DM and we will do and I, I think nice a little gift guide. Absolutely, um, I think that's a great idea, Megan. Yeah, yes. just thought it there now as you were talking. Yeah. Let's do a Christmas gift guide. Oh, so I just, I think it's nice to give a, a shout out to people who maybe yeah. aren't um, as prominent as social media, but like have absolutely incredible products. So yeah, let's mm-hmm. do that. Cool. Any dates? Jesus <laughs> Christ! I'll see you again. Again? No, but like we do have some funny stories, but we'll slow the in 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 due course. In due course. Yeah. Uh, where is that wine? Where is that wine? What do you think of when you think of greenwashing? Okay, so um, I've been trying to learn a bit about this phrase, but I think it's kind of like uh, like having a mask on, kind of like disguising Yeah. something. No, I'm, I'm saying it wrong. Well, yeah, yeah, actually, do you know what? You kind of have a <laughs> But it's like when a company or an organisation, they actually put more emphasis and money and time into marketing themselves as, you know, like trying to be good to the environment when actually they're not putting any emphasis on on doing that Mm -hmm. they're putting the front on and the marketing like oh we're you know we're being so good to the environment we have our products are recyclable when in fact my only percentage might be and it's not really at all they're not actually thinking about how what they do is directly affecting the environment so that's what greenwashing is it's kind of like when companies like say oh this is a part of our like recycled sustainable collection but then when you actually look at the really really small print only my like five percent of it might be reused so Mm -hmm. technically 95 percent of it is actually not yeah so this reminds me of do you remember like there i think a few years ago wasn't it um the is it the what's that irish food company called is it uh, is it board beer or is it um guaranteed irish or the the board beer mark so it says do they say you buy meat or buy products look for the board beer mark so you know i'm trying to ream off the tv ad so then you know that the product is sourced or made or you know, is completely Irish. Because I think it wasn't there for a while there that marketing and branding on certain food products, they were getting away with saying they're an Irish bra- product, but then actually they were like brought in from a different country, but yeah. they're packaged in Ireland. Terrible, like, yeah. So I think mm-hmm. th- that's kind of like the greenwashing in the fashion world. Yeah, and I suppose they're probably not getting away with that now, but with mm-hmm. fashion, it's definitely still happening. And it's like, well, it actually ties in so much to what we say about putting a nice bow on the outside, you know, yeah. and making people feel so good about buying their sustainable product. And it's not, sustainable at all and like this is actually a good reference and I really like Patagonia because they've come out and they've said 
the thing is, no one is sustainable. There is mm. not one company in this world right now that is completely sustainable because no matter what you do, you will always have a small ripple. Yeah. You know what I mean? You will always have, you, you can't be completely sustainable. Even if you are nerdy at the point of being completely, there's always some output that you will have, whether it's with chipping. Do you know what I mean? It like yeah, There's true. so many things you can't, but they've come out and they've been like, you know what, we're not sustainable. We know some of our processes like are contributing to um, climate change, and but they're like, this is what we've done to be better. So they give back 1% of all their sales and they put it into like environmental projects and they've already donated, I think, like 140 million to grassroots organizations. Yeah, the founder of Patagonia is a legend. <laughs> I just think, you know what, to come out and be like, yeah, we like we know we're not. No one is in the position where they can be completely sustainable, but we are trying. And this is what we're doing to, to try, you know, mm-hmm. and we're trying to get better. And like they have all of these kind of things in place now where they, like, I think, it, well, I don't know if, I don't want to say a figure just in case it's wrong, but I think it was like 98% of their stuff is recycled now. Do you know what I mean? And then I think it was like 80 something percent of, I think it was 88% of their workers are in good conditions. And then that, that puts you into the question of well, where are the other 12%? But you know, at least they're giving you figures that are real and they're they're transparent, which I think is the most important thing is transparency. Yeah, I actually think that's the same. Literally, just going to say the same thing. I think once you know exactly what it is, but um, funny enough, you say with greenwashing, so I did look it up and the, it's, this comes from the Retail Gazette, but it's been around a lot of the kind of fashion websites and stuff at the moment. But H&M have been hit with another greenwashing lawsuit. So they brought out this conscious collection and it was kind of like they're calling it their sustainable. <laughs> and um, apparently, so this is um, according to the, the article, H&M is being sued for misleadingly, legally and deceptively seeking to capitalise on consumer green trends via its conscious choice collection. The complaint was filed in a federal court in Missouri by Abraham Lizama and Mark Doton. Um, they're basically facing another lawsuit over that conscious uh, collection being greenwashing and um it's the they're just here it says well that it was it was that was the complaint that was lodged um and apparently as i said the, the headline says another greenwashing lawsuit so they've been pulled up for that so then when i was doing further research the uk i have to say they're actually leading the way in this the uk have come out to um clamp down greenwashing so the financial conduct authority the fca is proposing a package of new measures including investment product sustainability labels and restrictions on how terms like ESG green or sustainable can be used so it's great to see the UK are leading the way with that and I think mm. hopefully we will follow suit I think you know I hope so I think Ireland yeah. would be great for that too and again it goes back to the food thing like being the labeling has to be completely clear and concise because mm. again it goes down what we were saying last week you see the word vegan leather and you think oh my god amazing but if you actually look at small print you'll find out that some of it's actually plastic so I think that's great to see this with greenwashing because it is it transparency that's what transparency you're so right that's what it is and I just think it's so funny like I like I have a degree in environmental science and I did this years ago and I remember we talked about all these things with pollution and you know what what had harmful effects on the environment and you know all of this kind of the the chain of kind of things and like you know fashion never came into it mm. like textile waste or any of the, the contributing factors they had to like greenhouse gas emissions it never was factored into the course that i studied and i just think it's so mad that this is like an after do you know well, i don't think yeah because this wasn't really i don't i never really remember the way we're discussing sustainable fashion and the whole effects of it on climate that's that really only is a new thing but that's it. I, I, and I used to think, you know, when I was younger, and did you ever think like this, or was I just like a weird child that thought about this type of stuff? But I did. I used to think, like, where do clothes go when we're done? 
you know and I've like yeah. there was so much of it around and I was like what happens and I remember thinking this as a kid and it was just something that was never discussed oh no my room in Spiddle was an absolute pigsty because I kept everything and I used to get stage mom like you have to get rid of stuff <laughs> but like I was thinking like I always grown up I had this weird I think Again, I'm blaming Toy Story. I just had this thing that for me, like when I fall asleep, I just imagine like all my clothes and all my teddies and everything would come alive. So for me, I think I've always had a bit of attachment. <laughs> so I was always very conscious of like my clothes and like where they went. So I don't, I don't think I ever got rid of stuff. I, I do remember, this is actually going back. I was in, so we moved from Spittle to Ardran. We were there a couple of years. And I remember we were in school one day and one of the girls came in wearing this. Do you remember they brought out this look? It was like a string top with a kind of bolero attached to it or something. It was kind of this, mm. it was brought, it was like this trend at one stage. And I remember when the girls came in, she goes, oh my God. And everyone's like, oh my God, your top's so new. It's so different. Oh my God, I've never seen that before. And I kind of looked and I went, wait a second. I had one of them before. And then I remember I got home and I was like, ma'am, do you remember that top I with the platform? And I explained it to her and she was like, oh yeah. And I was like, I can't find it. So I pulled the room apart and then eventually ma'am, admitted to me that not all the clothes made it from Spiddle to Ardrahan. So I think she managed to kind of, I guess, get rid of some of my stuff. But now, they're all probably just stuff that were hidden Isn't in the wardrobe. Isn't that how you caught that at such a young age? I still remember some of the stuff. Yeah. I think back and I'm like, what that is now? Um, but then I think that's when mam like it wasn't long after that that mam started going to the charity shops and started like working in charity shops. So that's when I kind of realised then, I guess, seeing clothes being dropped off and then I understood like I donate clothes and I get clothes and and I was like, oh, but like, it's only think the damage that clothes do to the environment. I think like that's only something that's kind of new to me. Yeah. Like I just think that, like to think that. Yeah, it's so odd. It's much like I did a degree in it and it wasn't yeah. talked about. Like I, I, that's what my whole degree was based around and it wasn't discussed. I wonder is it now? Surely at this stage it must be. It must well, be brought I, into I'd it. I hope so. Like I, I know I there's really, a lot of. I really hope so. I know there is courses now that are specifically. Yeah. You know, about like climate but maybe because like how damaging it is it's kind of something that's only been emphasized in recent years like maybe it was something that just didn't even yeah. come into the curriculum before and now it's something that they have to you I know obviously incorporate it's probably the rise and rise actually sorry it's probably the rise and rise of all these bloody online shops yeah and the mass production that that's now because yeah. probably maybe before this there wasn't really as much waste issues because do you remember like back in the day where we do uh, drive at school where you donate your clothes and they get sent to like the really poor third world countries and i remember i used to love that i was like it was so nice to know that like these kids that had no clothes were getting clothes um and i remember i, I did used to love donating to that um but i suppose now there's just so much clothes in the world that there's clothes has just completely surpassed yeah, but now too much has been sent like this is, we actually discussed this before you know mm. and now they're left with all this textile waste and yeah. obviously no way to get rid of them so yeah so greenwashing be careful what you wish for I don't say wash for but and just a few things actually just to you know to I suppose look out for like when you are you know what I mean trying to figure out mm. like if something is greenwashed or if you kind of want to I don't know, have more knowledge kind of when you go shopping next time, what you should look out for. But just be cautious of buzzwords like eco or sustainable. Like just because it says that doesn't mean it actually is. And especially, I suppose, like do your research. But the thing is, does it make sense? Like common sense, if something is cheap yeah. and it's saying it's sustainable, it's 100% not because sustainable fabrics are not cheap. Yeah, that's true. Sustainable fabrics are two and a half to four times more expensive than your standard you know cotton that's not organic or your man-made fibers that we were talking about before like synthetics like polyester and like the reason is because cotton that's grown in soil that's been cleansed 
this is organic cotton. It takes three years to cleanse the soil and be wow. free from all pesticides. So there's so much work in that itself to ensure that if you get mm. something that's organic cotton, it's been cleaned for three years. The soil has been cleaned for that long. But I suppose if all brands decide, like if, if the EU turned around and said, right, you know, this is the way it has to be done, then if yeah. that would have, if more people, we'll say more shops and more brands brought out organic cotton, mm. and if there's more demand, then... Mm it would actually make it cheaper then in the long run, no? This is exactly yeah. what we talked, I think we talked about yeah. this in the first episode and it's like what we do here, like Irish designers, why it's quite difficult and like, you know, with the pricing and stuff is because if you're a sustainable brand, like obviously you're spending so much on sustainable fabrics, mm. like you're getting stuff made here in Ireland and people are paid a fair wage, like, you know, it is not cheap and that's why your clothing reflects the price that it's going to cost because you know it's it's going to cost that much but if there was more of a demand like it would allow people to kind of grow here if there was more production that like I suppose the demand for it makes things slightly cheaper and I suppose with the organic cotton what you're saying it would now it would take more time and obviously more care goes into it and there's less water used but yeah that's the way people should be looking at it instead of having like you know all these pesticides and chemicals mm-hmm. on it like you know, like if you buy cotton now that's not organic, that's what you're getting. Oh, God. Stuff that's covered in chemicals and pesticides. Mm. Well, there you yeah. have it. Some bit of organic cotton. So I'll be looking out for that yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, it's time for your fashion memories. And um, we're getting more and more in each week, so it's great. So please keep them coming in. Yeah. We're on Instagram, The Breakup Dress. We love your stories. It's so nice to hear that like you're really enjoying listening to us. Um, we just, yeah, mm. really love it. I, yeah, I actually, yeah. I, it's actually, it's so nice. It's so nice to hear. And we always want you to get involved. So please, please, please do. And of course, Sharon Sweeney Design, Megan Scully on Instagram as well, if you want yes. to get in touch with us separately um, if you want to tell me any story about Sharon um, <laughs> <laughs> more like stories about you <laughs> everyone knows stories about me my, that's my problem I, I don't I'm you not, share I won't overshare I'm quite, I'm quite a private person yes yeah. I'm not I tell everyone I do something I tell everyone the time I go for a pee at like I'm just very bad um, <laughs> live stream from the toilet this is the way I'm being today if anyone thinks they're ever going to privately date me <laughs> another thing common the girls know your blood type they know your bank details and they know your star sign <laughs> right okay so this one comes in from Marie on Instagram thanks so much Marie um, loving your podcast thank you I have a dress that's over 70 years old that belonged to my aunt Peggy still wear to this day with my dog tooth cropped jacket and shoes to match which I bought in New York 20 years ago showing my age now um, and she is an aunt of Sarah. So hello, thank you, Marie, and thank you for that. Oh, thank you, Marie. I'm loving those kind of two memories there. Um, first is the the dress that's 70 years old. Well, I don't know if I showed you yet, but the blouse I've on. Um, oh, it's stunning. It's absolutely stunning. I'm sorry, I cannot believe how old you said it was. This blouse must be a hundred years old. It belonged to my. You take off your jumper, right? It's not. Oh, sorry. <laughs> like take off your this, jumper this is actually an Ariana Grande jumper <laughs> well your bedroom is a little bit cold okay? I know it's fucking so creepy. it's like a would you get that see through it is see through like I'm wearing a little bralette because I obviously can't be going yeah you need a bralette for sure but it's like a, um, a blouse <laughs> it's very sheer um, yeah. with definitely real pearl little buttons and then these kind of little pearl and diamante little tiny details that does not look 100 years old you remember I was wearing that 100 year, years ago it was fucking stylish but it just shows how yeah. well made it is like it, that yeah. just shows when your stuff was well made and 
clearly looked after and I've worn this on like nights years. out that's insane and I've worn it like on nights out like as in I've worn it I think I had this out one night when I went to a nightclub and everything so I you know I, not that I don't look after it but I like I've, I've worn it and it's still in great condition and it's just so delicate and that's why I think it's just so pretty and I think a nice blouse as well always makes such a difference oh, so yeah my this got given to my mum I then, cannot believe that it's not amazing to think that's 100 years old I, I know it. and I, I'm like oh my god so this went down already to from granny's aunt to uh, granny to ma'am to me so now need to find someone to give it to after me <laughs> well yeah so there we are just take me. good care yeah like obviously we'll take good care of I actually hang this one up yeah oh you yeah <laughs> I can't say anything she has a minor she throw it as well but um I was, I was just trying to think you know what like I don't think my family were like the type of people that really handed things down mm. we just weren't really generationally I suppose I don't know we didn't What's that when you like kind of covet item or you know we just I suppose there wasn't much value placed on kind of material things which I guess is kind of cool in its own way but I don't basically have... you're not hoarders and we are yeah yeah <laughs> I think it was more, but but I do have something for my so my granddad and I like I wish I got to know him better but he was cool as hell he was like I say a hipster back in the day because he lived off the land oh, and like yeah had all his own animals and grew all his own veg and like didn't eat you know just ate from his garden and met his own wine from berries wow. so slow berries met his own slow wine I know Dream. hipster hipster as hell like honestly this guy met his own wine he cooked and like he he had a churn for butter and everything like insane and he lived till he was 97 and I'm convinced that's why he lived so long because he actually well, yeah, the wine, and then cheers. obviously, <laughs> cheers. Obviously, the wine, <laughs> the wine, and then obviously just you know eating healthy and eating from you know his garden and so eating sustainably. Yeah, eating sustainably. He worked hard. He was like a really you know a farmer. Like he, yeah, he just you know was a really simple guy and had a simple life and you know. But anyway, the how this sorry ties into a memory was he got me and I think it was a dress before he died and it was just a few months before Aww. he died. I was about seven years old. And it was like this Czech dress and it was just gorgeous. And it was so funny because I wonder like he was obviously like ninety six at this stage, like yes. just before he died, ninety seven, like where did he go to get this dress? Do you know, like, he would have never went into, like, a woman's shop or, you know. Anyway, I just remember when he died and it was his funeral and I had to go up and say some words at it. I don't even know how. I must have said a little prayer or whatever when I was a kid. But I remember I wore his dress that he just got me. And I remember it so well because he was so happy giving it to me. And then obviously he passed away and I wore it. But um, in saying that, it's not so weird. I have that card over there from him. Is that where that's from? Do you bring it over? Yeah, actually, do you know what? Bring it over when we're here. But he, so basically, I was at home last Christmas, and you know yourself when you're at home and you're drinking oh, wine you with the family. And sure, you know, I had a few drinks, so I was pissed as a fart. I had got COVID. I was at home, and I was like, whatever. What if, yeah. And then my uncle had found this in his house and gave it to dad, gave it to me. And so I opened it. It's a card, right? And it has like the plastic still on it. I was going to say, it looks like it's. And there's a five pound. And sure, that's her money. <laughs> I know, I know, like a, an old five pound, like a, yeah, a note. That's so crazy. And it just goes to a special granddaughter on a belated birthday. Congrats from granddad, wishing you lots of fun. And I mean to say, I bought. Because I hadn't, you know, and like, the, like he was so old at this stage, he still wrote it perfectly, you know. But I just think that's gas. And I'm never going to get rid of this now because I no. have the note. Well, if it's worth a bit more money, might. 
Oh my god! We're gonna put a video of that up on our Instagram page. That yeah, is so I'll actually cute. put this up because it's so. But I, I remember, and you know, when you're emotional, you have a few drinks in, and that show is like gone, crying. Wow. Oh yeah, that's so. I suppose it's not really like a really old piece of clothing, but it was. You I'm know. sorry, that's an old fiber. <laughs> that's an old fiber. <laughs> oh my god, that's class! And I um well well because Marie actually gave two different ones. She says well about her um dog tooth cropped jacket and she mean smashed. hands tooth is it? Oh maybe yeah. This pattern, yeah. Which was she got in New York twenty years ago, and it got me thinking as well about um New York. So I went to my first trip to New York in. After my 21st, yeah, so my boyfriend's time and I, we both turned... Did I just drink your wine? I'm sorry. Uh, we both went to New York <laughs> together because it was like our first time to America and it was also we both turned 21. So it was kind of our 21st present to each other. So it was kind of going, oh, 21, we come to America and drink. And we went to New York and uh, we were obviously doing the shopping thing and we were doing all the shopping or whatever that was grand and we, oh jeez, we walked the legs off ourselves. Like we just walked all of New York. Like we saw loads of it. It was freezing as well. But anyways... The Kardashians, I was a massive Kardashian fan at the time. Like, they weren't that long around, but I just was obsessed. And um, they had a, a Dash store. And had they just opened one in New York City, because they always had the one in Calabasas, and it was their first ever store. And they opened up a second store. Well, this is before, like, you could just get Wi-Fi as handy. And, you know, I don't know what type of phone. I think only he had, I think, a phone you could log on to. I don't even think I had at that time. Um, like, get internet and stuff on. So, anyways, I was like, it's in Soho. So, sure, of course, me thinking, like... New York's like Galway it's in Toho it's in the left <laughs> quarter so I was like hey we have to go to Dash so eventually well we walked and I was walking up to the street and I go excuse me do you know where Dash is do you know where the Dash store is and anyways went into Dash and sure I nearly wet myself and I kept like trying to look around to see like if I could see like one of the Kardashians which the show had like catapulted at this stage so the girls weren't going to be sitting there like behind the till do you know ask me if I want to help with that <laughs> You're like, where, where is Chloe? Yeah, so I was literally looking around the place. But you might remember this. I got this like chocolate brown, sort of a cowboy jacket with fringes on it. Big fringe arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I wore it a good bit then. I actually realised, I didn't wear it this summer, but I, I, I adore it. No, you have that. Like, I've seen that on you. Yeah, I've had it a good yeah. few years. It's really cool. Yeah. Like, any time I wear it, it always gets noticed. But yeah, it's kind of cowgirl meets whatever, but it's it's one of the, it's a Kardashian brand. So I, sure, I thought I was coolest thing ever but yeah I still have it and I love it and I actually remember then I was like you know, I was like, this is a jacket now Chris probably wore because it was like it's more of a Chris Jenner style and I can't imagine Kim ever wearing it but yeah so that was my New York trip and my jacket and it was like $200 at the time now I did try buy a bottle of water because it had their face in it like a literally plastic bottle that you put in the bin oh, please don't tell me it was like $20 it was something. $15 in time it's ridiculous and he was like you're not buying that and I was like what and he was like you're not buying a bottle well, of water. I agree with your ex of this sorry so then that's what I did I turned around bought $200 jacket and then I was like hmm. And then he yeah. was like, well, I'd rather you buy a jacket than a bottle yeah. of water. Yeah, and look, you've got lots of wear out of it, so yeah. Yeah. No, bought a bottle of water. No wonder they're like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So yeah, that was my little yeah. New York, America, America thing. I'd love to go back to New York. I haven't, the last time I was there, I was like, wow, was I like nine, ten? Didn't appreciate it at all. That's very young to go to New York. Isn't it? Yeah. And it was so funny. I remember going into a restaurant. <laughs> And I was so like, you know, from rural Ireland, the west of Ireland. And I went in and the menu was there and I was like, there were waffles. I'm sure I thought they were like, you know, the potato waffles. <laughs> the potato waffles. <laughs> in the freezer. And this one came out with a proper, and I could eat it now, obviously. She came out with the, you know, the thing. And I started crying because I was like, I don't want that. Of course <laughs> you did, because God forbid you just smile and eat it. No. If I don't want to do it, I won't. <laughs> You're such a brat. Oh my God, yeah, that's way too old for New York. I was last in New York before Vegas. Oh. I went to New York three or four yeah, times. Yeah, she's a great time in Vegas, yes. For my 30th, um, Anya and I went to New York for a few days before we went to Vegas. I'm mm. sure the... Do you remember the pull-up my parents? 
uh, my episode went live the day I was in the day I yeah. landed in Europe. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Anya and I ran into an Irish bar because like oh well Irish bar will get it going. So we sat at the bar and we were trying to watch it, but we kept getting caught. So the guy behind the bar, of course, was Irish, and he was like, "If you turn your wife data on." Is it? So the manipulate the thing that the phone thinks you're in Ireland so we could go on the RT player so yeah. we could watch it kind of live and then we knocked it off again. So we actually got the whole episode live there in the Irish bar and it was great crack and we only hadn't been to New York before. So I was like, right, a few drinks since this stage. I was like, come on. So I, I, I actually kind of know my way around New York pretty well-ish. And then we ran around and I brought her to the Red Steps and I brought her to Times Square and brought her to all the like, like yeah. the Rockefeller and we ran around, we got all the photos together and we did all the whole thing and yeah, no, I, I, I do like New York but I'm more of a California girl. I don't know it's hard to know I still think as well sometimes I'd love to maybe do a stint a year away again yeah I, I do you know what when I was in New York I was like I don't think I could live in New York but I definitely could live in LA I love LA oh my god I loved it when I was there and now I'm watching that Beverly Hills all those selling sunset shows and I'm like oh but now their house they're like really? it's like this is just worth no. 20 million and I'm like yeah, I mean no yeah. anyways yeah. Should okay. Want to top you up now? I think that might be it for the the rest of the podcast. But not the podcast. This episode. That's We're right. back next <laughs> week. <laughs> okay, Jesus, get rid of us already. No, but um, if you have some stories, please get on to us. We would absolutely love to hear them, no matter what they are. Please, funny ones. We're dying to get some dating ones in. Come on, guys. And yeah, yeah, give us the good stuff. Yeah, give, give us the juice. Give us something. You know, a bit of crack. We love a bit of crack here. And you can stay yeah. anonymous for the for the funny stories if you want. If there's certain stories you're thinking, yeah, we won't say your name unless you want us to. And then as well, obviously, if you have any questions, sometimes we get questions about particular episodes yep. um, about certain topics that we talk about. So we're more than happy to answer. And yeah, that's it from for now. Until next week, slow on. Goodbye.